With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we'll be discussing how the Detroit Lions match up with the Baltimore Ravens defense. What do you think of when you think of the Baltimore Ravens? For me, it's a stout defense, a run-first mentality, and that's about the entire story. It's kind of always been that way, and it seems really unlikely to change. Like, a lot was made last year when the Ravens decided to move on from their longtime defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, to Mike McDonald. Martindale had a near-insane scheme involving heavy blitzes and way, way above-average man coverage percentages every year. He ran more man-based coverages than a lot of teams do in three years. There have been significant changes over the last season and a half, like the Ravens have gone from blitzing almost double the league average to slightly below average blitz rates. Uh, the Ravens were one of those teams resisting the move to nickel defenses and too high coverages. And they've changed to an above average nickel rate and zone coverage about three quarters of the time, slightly more than the league average. McDonald, of course, came from Michigan. I'm sure most of the people listening to this will remember that magical 2021 season, which was his only with the Wolverines. Uh, It's his only season away from the Ravens since the year 2014. He was a quality control coach, moved his way up the ranks to position coach spots, and is now their defensive coordinator. It's not like he was brought in to completely revolutionize the way that the Ravens do things, but they did need to modernize their play calling significantly. Uh, Like they've, they've now embraced the new movement within the NFL to zone based defenses that try to confuse the quarterback by lining up one way and then playing something a little bit different. These are things I've been talking about all year on these previews. The Ravens do that too. (laughs) could probably just start at a certain point just saying that for 15 minutes. But the major difference between Baltimore and a lot of these other teams I've been talking about who've been trying to convert to this new style of playing defense is that the Ravens actually have the personnel to run this scheme, whereas all of these other teams just straight up have not. Baltimore has allowed the second fewest total yards, the second fewest yards per play, 
the seventh fewest first downs, the third fewest passing yards, the fewest passing touchdowns in the NFL, and they have the eighth most interceptions in the league. They've also allowed the lowest net yards per pass attempt that reduces sacks from the yardage total. Uh, They've had the sixth fewest first downs by passing against them, Uh, but against the run in almost all of the stats, they've just been slightly above average this season. And if you were to say that they've only played bad offenses this year, uh, that would be accurate. Uh, They faced the Texans in CJ Stroud's first game as a professional quarterback. Wasn't his best, let's just say. Then they faced the severely injured injured, uh, Joe Burrow-run Bengals offense, which that just started not being terrible about a week ago. They faced the Gardner Minshew Colts offense. Um, And then the Browns, who uh, hate me some Browns. (laughs) No team has earned... Um, the terrible, terrible things that are happening and happening to their offense quite the way the Browns have. Uh, then last week they, they faced the Steelers and that is just an offense that's been having some struggles this year. Uh, so while this is a good defense, don't get me wrong. I'm not standing here telling you that somebody who ranks that high in all of those categories doesn't actually play high quality defense. They haven't exactly faced the cream of the crop of the NFL's offenses. I give the Bears a lot of grief for ditching Roquan Smith and then spending a ton of money on a worse off-ball linebacker to replace him. The Ravens are where Roquan Smith went. Uh, He and Patrick Queen basically are the core of this Ravens defense. Uh, The Ravens have a pair of linebackers who basically both play pretty much every snap. Like Queen is at 98.3% of snaps on the year and Smith is at 97.8, just slightly behind him. Queen is the bigger of the two, but he's no less athletic by any means. Uh, The Ravens have sent both of them as blitzers about the same number of times, and it's a lot. Uh, When they do blitz, there or the nickel tends to be where it comes from. Um, Yeah, and they're basically interchangeable in terms of their zone coverage capabilities. Smith has an elite PFF ranking. Uh, He's this league's second highest rated linebacker, but Queen is not exactly far behind at the 12th rated off-ball linebacker spot. Their safeties kind of offer a similar (laughs) smorgasbord, but they're a little more specific to the role that they play. Uh, Geno Stone is having one of the best seasons among safeties in the NFL. Uh, He's got three interceptions in 2023 to go along with his 26 tackles. PFF has him as their third best safety in the league. He's in the final year of his rookie deal with the Ravens. uh, So he's picked a good time to have his career suddenly take off out of nowhere. The other safety is someone that uh, those of us who follow the draft closely will remember Uh, On our live draft show in 2022, when the Lions traded up to 12, I said there were two possible acceptable players for them to be coming up and get. Coming up to get. One of them was Jamison Williams. The other was safety Kyle Hamilton, who was later taken by the Ravens. Whereas Stone is almost exclusively a free safety playing in deep zone coverage. He's the like Ed Reed up at the top here. That's basically his role. He's, he's either middle third, only guy, or taking half in a cover two type thing. That's, uh, that's his job. Hamilton 
on the other hand, has spent an equal number of snaps as a free safety, a box safety, and a nickel. Like almost exactly the same number. There's a little bit of a variation, but it's basically one third of each of those is what he does. Uh, He might only have one interception on the year, but he had a three sack game against the Colts. He is a very dangerous player who can mess up your day. And he also basically never leaves the field, uh, having played 94% of the Ravens snaps on defense. That uh, Laporta versus Hamilton matchup is one of the ones to watch this weekend. Uh, Their corners, like starting outside corners, Brandon Stevens and Marlon Humphrey have been having both kind of rough years, but for sort of different reasons. Like Humphrey's been pretty consistently one of the league's best corners the last few years, but he had a foot injury in the preseason and he really just, he's been back for two games and it hasn't looked like he's anywhere near actually healthy. And uh, yeah, the other guy just has not played well. <laughs> not not terribly, terribly badly or anything. He's not in danger of getting benched, but he's got a PFF grade in the mid-50s, and that is about accurate based on what I was looking at, at least on tape. As a group, their secondary has good but not great speed, uh, but their overall athleticism and the nature of their responsibilities make them a more than functional unit on the back end. Like the slot reps not taken by Hamilton have been taken by Arthur Mowlett, who is a fine player as well. Like there's, there's no, there's no real hole here. There's just Hamilton and Humphrey when he's healthy and everything else is fine or good. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Ravens have definitely not been afraid of sending their slot guys to harass the QB. Uh, Mallet also has a sack. Um, But let's get to their their run defense a little bit here. Uh, they do a lot more two gapping up front than they one gap. They favor three safety looks over a base defense. Uh, and that generally means they're going to be a little easier to run on, on the outside where those safeties and nickels are doing a linebacker's job than inside where they have a large number of big men. But the athletic linebackers have a tendency to get to those outside runs. So while they're not as good at defending the run, they are still good at defending the run. Michael Pierce is kind of the anchor in the middle of their line. And uh, Justin Matabuke is his like solid, but unspectacular, more athletic cohort. Uh, Their edges starting are Kyle Van Noy and Jadavian Clowney, who are both guys that in their best seasons were probably better as like the other guy across from somebody who is really good. Like they should both be starters in the league, but they should not be starting on the same team. If that makes sense. Odafe Owe and Mark Malik Harrison uh, come off the bench in relief. And I think both of those guys, they look more energetic and like more bad things are going to happen to an offense than when Clowney and Van Noy are on the field. 
but they also are not nearly as solid and steady as the two veteran players. Either way, if you're doing ridiculously early 32-team mock drafts, that's the spot I'd probably have circled for the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> if, if it's not their worst position group, it is among them. All of this is to say that the middle of their defense is where the Ravens are strong. And the farther outside you go, the less great they have looked so far this year. So let's get to some keys of the game. Their lines need to get loose with their outside receivers. The linebackers and Nichols are the Ravens' better cover guys at this point in the year. Uh, Reynolds and Williams need to make that a problem for the Baltimore defense. Like if Humphrey is not having a good day, they need to make him pay. Hamilton is many things. Hamilton is not fast. Maybe a way you can get a certain wide receiver we all very much want to see succeed. Some shots downfield. Uh, at some point, Humphrey's injuries are going to go away and he's going to be one of the best cover guys. Hopefully it's not this week. Uh, but the main, most important thing is to not become one-dimensional. Like the Ravens have good run-stuffing personnel but they haven't been crushing that part of the defensive game. Their base defense in particular has looked kind of susceptible to quick hitting off tackle stuff. So 12 personnel looks to get them into that base defense and then quick hitting outside runs might be the way to kind of get the job done against the Ravens. But the problem for the Lions is that David Montgomery, Craig Reynolds, and Jameer Gibbs are all either limited or not practicing at this point in the week. And uh, that leaves practice squatters Mo Ibrahim, who just signed off the couch a couple days ago, and Divino Zigbo as the only like legitimately healthy running backs that the Lions have. And those are some fairly uninspiring names. No offense meant to any of those players. Like, you're all far more athletically accomplished than I could have ever dreamed of being. But in terms of within the 1,200 people who are in the NFL, where do they rank? It's a lot closer to 12 than 1, if that makes sense. But it would be a massive mistake to just go away from the running game. The Lions need to prove that they can get it done without top-tier backs this week. It would just be a massive mistake to just completely go away from the running game. Of course, this is the week where they throw for 570 yards and make me look like an idiot. <laughs> all in, the Ravens' D is pretty tough. Uh, they got a lot of good players on all three levels of the defense, and that's why the Ravens are 4-2 this year, sitting on top of the AFC North, where the fourth-place team would be second in the NFC North. It's going to be a tough game. Good teams win games like this. The Lions are a good team. See you Monday. Go Lions. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions. You've had enough of that shit.